Is Victor Wembanyama being set up for failure? Well, let's talk about that. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, this is Nathan Ray Clark from Criminal Minds and Modern Family, and you are listening to Locked On Spurs, hosted by Victor Wimbayana's new best friend, Jeff Garcia. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Kansas 5 San Antonio. I am glad to have you back. Hope you're having a great work week, getting over with. Weekend's right around the corner. Hang on in there. We'll get you right through it. And you made the smart decision coming back here on Locked On Spurs, uh, your show each and every day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available on YouTube. And again, we always thank you for making Locked On Spurs your first stop each and every day. Hey, what are we talking about today? What are we talking about? Wimbayama, Draymond Green. Yeah, what did Draymond Green have to say about the Spurs rookie? Well, basically that he feels that there's a lot of pressure on this kid and that he could be being set up for failure. We're going to react to that. Also get into some Spurs news, including a uh, small trade, but uh, also it does signify exactly what the Spurs are doing in the short term. We're going to discuss all those details right here on Locked On Spurs. But yeah, so Wimby, I think what we just saw recently from Draymond Green uh, and he giving his opinion about the Spurs rookie is just kind of foreshadowing exactly what Wimby is going to be facing in his year one expectations, people gunning for him and anything short of spectacular. He may get heavily criticized for this. Remember, this is supposed to be the next generational player that's coming to the NBA. This is the Spurs next all franchise guy. I mean, you slap a label on him as far as him being the next that's Wimbayama at just 19 years old. So not only does he have the expectations of the NBA, the city of San Antonio, the Spurs, a whole country of France, I mean, for himself, that bar is set high. And he hasn't even played a minute in a regular season NBA game yet. Uh, all eyes are going to be on him uh, well, this Friday when uh, the Spurs and uh, start off their Vegas Summer League. So what I'm trying to get at is. It's, it's, he's almost stuck in a rock in a hard place. If he succeeds and is all that, then no problem. We're good to go. Worthy of number one pick, worthy of all the labels me slapped on him. But there's also anything short of spectacular that I think outside of San Antonio, we might start hearing some criticism. Oh, he's not all that. Oh, what what if he doesn't cook in the summer league? What if he's subpar against? G League, I mean, the summer league talent, Uh, you know, there's that, you know, there's hitting the rookie wall. There's, you know, taking his bumps and bruises along the way. What if he goes for, you know, a few games straight and he's his shot is just off. You know, you can see that coming already. Draymond Green just feels like the tip of an iceberg as far as those lofty expectations that are set for Wimbayama. You know, you know, would it be a failure if your number one pick? who's supposedly generational averages 17 points and eight rebounds in his rookie season. You know, you know, how, how does that stack up to the labels of being all world, you know, the next guy, you know, the best guy since LeBron James. Uh, what if he has, uh, you know, kind of a rocky start to his NBA career. Are you going to label slap the B word on him bust at the end of his first season? I, I hope not, but 
you know, that just goes to show you, and Draymond Green is just an example uh, to let you know that, yeah, under a microscope, and it's a very fine microscope that he's going to have to uh, walk at being one by Yama. Good news is, is that the Spurs are going to help nurture him along the way. And they're probably going to let him develop at his own pace. They're probably not going to rush him. And that's probably going to be much of the chagrin of Spurs fans who feel like, no, no, get him going now. Build him a team now. And get 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 him up to those lofty expectations. Let him have a deep playoff run now. Uh, but unfortunately, the Spurs already told everybody exactly what their plan is to do in year one. So why even bicker? You know, they said they're going to let this team cook together as of right now, barring any type of future big trade. But yeah, yeah. I mean, think about this. Where were you at 19 years old with having an entire world of expectations heaped on you to the magnitude that we're seeing a 19-year-old teenager, Victor, having to deal with right now? The good news is he seems to be open about it. He seems to embrace it. He got a big taste of it in France as being the guy in the French League, uh, being what all teams you know were defending and what his team, the Mets 92, were building around. But yeah, I just feel that Draymond Green's comments is just the first of many, many eyebrow-raising questions that not only are his fellow NBA players are going to be having about the kid, but everybody on the outside world are looking in from media to fans to you to me to our guest. Yeah, that bar is set high. Yeah, hopefully he can do that. So to help me discuss more about that and some Spurs news, we're going to bring in our guest. He is Michael Jimenez of the Acquire Taste YouTube show. Uh, and make sure to follow him on Twitter. You see it on your screen, MJ Acquire Taste. Jimenez, welcome to Lockdown Spurs. By the way, we have lofty expectations for you here to deliver on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. And the first one you already succeeded is you showed up. You didn't ghost me. So that's good. Yeah. In fact, I was about 30 minutes early today because you were 30 minutes late. So, no. But, I'm hey, at least I gave on. you a heads up. I gave true. you ample heads up. But all kidding aside, yes, Jimenez is making up for his absence a few days ago. So welcome to Lockdown Spurs, Jimenez. Hey, you know, we're going to talk about the Spurs uh, trade uh, later on the show. But kind of one of the bigger topics right now is what Draymond Green had to say with Paul George on Paul George's podcast and his opinion on Victor Wimbanyama, specifically that he's being set up for failure. Um, again, I don't know where you stand on what Green, where you stand on what Green had to say. I'm gonna take the side of like Green maybe is being a little bit too premature. But before we hit record, you're saying like you get what Draymond is saying. No, I do get it, and I I know Spurs fans hear that that word failure. Yeah. And get upset about it, right? Because you don't want to associate the generational talent that Victor Wembanyama is mm -hmm. with the word failure. But I understand yeah. what Draymond's saying. What he's basically saying is, is that the lofty expectations are so huge. Think about the fact that he's that Wemby's yeah. being called the greatest prospect since LeBron mm -hmm. James. Mm -hmm. Maybe going all the way back to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And at one yeah. point, there was an ESPN talking head. I think it might have been... Uh, a Woj or somebody saying that it, the biggest prospect in team sports mm -hmm. history. So when you see all that, you hear all that, it could be that he's being set up for failure, not because he's not going to be a good player or not going to be rookie of the year or any of that. It's just basically saying that, look, the expectations are so great. How in the world is he going to live up to them? That mm -hmm. is the failure of it all. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a little bit too premature. I think you if 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 I'm 
you're looking at Wimby, I want to have that type of opinion maybe after two, three months into his uh, NBA career. Uh, you know, I want, you know, because I don't want to jump the gun and heap negativity already. You know, if you're Wimby, you're Spurs, you're Wimby's camp, you're like, you know, block that out, block that noise out. You need to hear somebody already saying like you're being set up for failure. Again, Draymond Green, let's make it very clear, everybody. Draymond Green was not, you know, um, bagging on Wimby at all. As a matter of fact, he praised him, saying he's going to be a good defensive force, that he's a talent, that the kid has all the skills necessary, that he was not messing around with Wimby. He wasn't trying to do that. All he was trying to say is like, hey, these goals are so high that, in his opinion, that they're being set up for failure. And one example he gave is Wimby not being an all-star, you know, that as as far as a mark as, you you know, he doesn't think that the kid is going to be an all-star already. But even something like that, not making an all-star squad, you got to think like, man, is could you consider even that a a failure, quote-unquote, as Draymond said, of Wimby in his first year as far as not living up to that generational label expectation? Like, you can see it already. What your number one pick and the guy's all that he's not even an all star can't even make the bench. Come on, Wimby, you can hear that criticism coming. No, you can hear it from a mile away, and I think that's what Draymond Green is saying is that the expectations are so lofty that even yeah. being snubbed or not making the all star team would be yeah. seen as a bad thing. Who are the two other generational talents the Spurs have had? You know, we've had Tim Duncan, we've yeah. had David Robinson, both won Rookie of the Year, mm-hmm. both were also all stars in their first season. Right. The weird thing is that when you go back in time and look at the history of the All-Star game and when it comes to rookies, 10 times in the 80s, a rookie made the All-Star team. Mm-hmm. 10 times. In the 90s, it happened five times. Right. Twice, two times with the Spurs, with David and with Tim. But when it came to the, the 2000s, the last almost 25 years or so, mm-hmm. it's only happened twice. Yeah. Yao Ming and Blake Griffin. So... Keep in mind, there's one name being left out of here, LeBron James. Yeah. Even LeBron James missed the all-star team yeah. his rookie season. Yeah. Yeah, and again, again look, look, I, I I appreciate what Draymond is saying, and I understand your side of it. He's saying, like, you get what he's trying to get at. But for me, I would just maybe tap the brakes slightly. It's like, hey, before we talk failure or being set up for failure, let's let the kid cook a bit. Let him, you know, work his magic, if any. Uh, in on an NBA stage, you, you know, I don't know about you. You know what? Hold this thought. Hold this thought. When we get back, we're going to talk about Wimbayama and expectations, and we're going to start off with the first stepping stone in his NBA career, and that's the summer league. I have some questions for Jimenez regarding Wimby right here on Lockdown Sports with Michael Jimenez of the Acquired Taste YouTube show. You can find it on YouTube. Just simply search uh, MJ Acquired Taste. Subscribe immediately. He's going to brag about his show later on on this episode of Locked on Spurs. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and that path forward isn't always as clear. You know, you go through your ups and downs. I go through it. I'm pretty sure Jimenez goes up, uh, has his ups and downs on uh, on the daily or weekly or monthly. Problem is, navigating through life can be difficult. That's where better help comes in. You want to trust yourself to make decisions that align with values uh, like like anything else in the world. You know, when I'm not sure you you practice it, you steer it right, you get easier in life. It's where BetterHelp comes in. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, and you can match with a licensed therapist. And you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, kids, we are back right here on Lockdown Spurs with our guest, Michael Jimenez of MJ Acquired Taste. Everybody applaud him and tweet at him and let him know that he did a good job by not uh, you know, upstaging me and uh, big-timing me. And he showed up on time. He's learning little by little. Congratulations, Jimenez. You're, I'm you're, trying. You're, you're, you're navigating life's path. Look at that. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying not to be a D-bag. My bad. You're not, you're not, you're well, first of all, you're never a D bag. You know, you're one of the best, <laughs> the coolest guys I've ever met. You're one of my closest friends. So, uh, all good. By the way, shout out to Pledger for coming in for you, tagging in a, in, pinch. Mm-hmm. in a pinch. He came in. So, way to go. But hey, uh, speaking of expectations and failures and whatnot, you know, Wimbayama, he already got it, I guess, the first shot across the bow from uh, Draymond Green. He's saying, like, hey, is this kid being set up for failure? Are we questioning him? It also goes to the target. I think Draymond Green is just kind of a, a taste of the target that Wimby's going to have on his back uh, this upcoming season. But Summer League is starting, and Wimby likely is going to get his first NBA taste, at least on the Summer League level, uh, this Friday out in Las Vegas. Buy or sell, do you, do, are we going to take with a big grain of salt, or are we going to like throw it off if he has a bad game, and vice versa, he has a good game? How... Buy or sell, the reaction should be huge or eh, or wait and see, regardless of how he plays. Oh, I'm going to be a hypocrite about it. Okay. If he plays well, yeah. then it's a great thing. You know, it's going to be like, but, look but, how good but, our guy but define, is. But define well. Okay. Let's Remember. say he goes out there, yeah. gets 14, 15 points, yeah. you know, in, in 20 minutes of play, uh, blocks a few shots, gets seven or eight rebounds is showing off a little bit, shows mm-hmm. off his handles, sure. plays well defensively, you know, looks looks the part, right? right? Then we can say, that's our guy. That's okay. our guy. But then we can also have the excuse if he plays poorly of, well, you know, he was playing in France just about, right. uh, up until about two weeks ago, right? And you can always throw that excuse out there or he doesn't know the players around him. So yeah, there's a built-in excuse either way for Spurs fans, either on a positive scale or a negative scale. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it, man. And people are looking forward to watching this game. I'm going to be checking out the ratings from ESPN oh, yeah. on Friday night because to make a point, I went on StubHub earlier, earlier today to see yeah. the cost for me to get tickets to the games on the 6th, right? Mm-hmm. It was going for $18 a ticket. Okay. The 7th, when Wemby is mm-hmm. playing, cheapest right. seat with the fees, $225. Mm-hmm. I'll do you one better. I went to the StubHub just to yeah. check it out. The most expensive was over a grand for his game. For a summer court. league game where he yeah, might only play 10 game. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, speaking of his performance in uh, game one of Summer League for him, uh, yeah, I'm really interested to see how either side reacts to it. So let's just say he does great, phenomenal, looking like the number one pick he should, then way to go, Spurs, you did it right. You got yourself a generational player. Right. But I feel anything less than that, Jimenez, he's going to get scrutinized. Scrutinized, and that's what yeah. Draymond Green was talking about. Well, because think about this too. You, you know, look what happened to Brandon Miller. You had City Sissoko lock him up and made him look pedestrian in his debut. Although, you know, 
Brandon Miller said it was jitters, but he didn't look like the number two pick. And he jitters got, in Sacramento. Yeah, I, I am so got, disappointed. He he got bagged on pretty bad the next day. Although yeah. you, you could have fooled me with the way the highlights were talking about it on uh, you know all the other outlets, sports outlets. But nevertheless, you know there's that. Now imagine if Wimby wets the bed versus summer league mm-hmm. talent. You, you know, look. Um, I want to remind fans this. Tim Duncan Summer League was horrible. Big Country Brian Reeves outworked him. Big Country. Yeah. And, you know, the rest is history, as they say. You know, you're a Hall of Famer now. So I caution Spurs fans to not overreact if he has a bad game. Well, there's Don't a few overreact. things. There's a few things. First of all, the court's different, right? Yeah. The dimensions are different. It's a wider mm-hmm. court. It's a longer court. You talk about the the NBA, At the NBA the, court, the, okay, okay. Co- compared to FIBA, so it's a bigger okay. court. Okay, uh, more room to maneuver, but still, it's different. Right. The second thing is that the ball's different. The ball that they use in Europe is different than the ones that they use over here. So mm-hmm. the feel, the touch, completely different. Now, right. European players will say that the spacing in the NBA game on the NBA court is better. Mm-hmm. They will also say that the basketball in the NBA is better than what they use in FIBA. Okay. But just because it's better doesn't mean that you're familiar with it, that you're used to mm-hmm. it. On top of that, the lane is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. The way that they call officiating is different. It's a different game when they're coming over here. Now, right. I think it's going to be more advantageous over the long haul, mm-hmm. but it might take a while for Wemby to kind of get acclimated to it. Sure. But then again, last year, he played against Scoot Henderson. Right, he oh, came he to the out. U.S. Yeah. and he balled out. He out. Yeah, had more than thirty points in back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. So I'm offering the excuse there, but he has already done well here in the United States, and that was before yeah. he had a, an All-Star season in France. Sure. Yeah, another thing too is like he's going to play, be playing against guys that are gunning for an NBA job, and you, you can't tell me the best way to put your best foot forward to a, pers- per a prospective employee in the NBA is to show up the number one pick. You know, if, if if some guy, random guy, you know, makes Wimby look like foolish on the court, you know, oh, look at look at this guy, you know, who's he? You know, he oh, makes yeah. number one I'm waiting pick. for the day that, that Wimby's put yeah. on skates. Yeah, exactly. Happen and one day. And that's going to happen. Look, somebody's going to drop him. It's coming. Yeah. Just get ready. It's, it's coming. Whether it be Scoot, whether it be Steph Curry, if he gets caught in some sort of pick situation, it's, it's, it's going to happen. But – I guess circling back to, you know, set up for failure expectations and whatnot, we're, we're going to get that first taste of Wimby on the court. So I'm going to be ta- team, you know, take however he plays as just informational, just informational. It's not a judgment on his long-term NBA career. It's not even a judgment on his short-term NBA career year one. I think you have to, God, I mean, you know, is, is, do you think it's safe to say, give him a pass? If he now, doesn't play well, now what, you know, I, what, what I would say is, does it look right? Okay, yeah. just because I mean, there are some nights when Steph Curry has yeah. bad shooting nights, right? But does the ball come off the fingers correctly? Is right, his exactly. form looking good? Is he dribbling well? Right. Is he making mm-hmm. right decisions? Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to because yeah. you can only control so much, and sometimes mm-hmm. the ball gets off the rim, sometimes the ball right. goes in the hoop. So I'm not trying to give him a pass already. But what I'm going to say is that if he doesn't play well, it's not the end of the world. Right. Okay? Exactly. It's not going to be the end of the world. Right. Also, too, Jimenez, uh, if he plays great, 
I would still, you know, take a breather and pump the brakes a bit. Be like, okay, this is good. This is a good uh, marker. It's to build on because he can't win Mm -hmm. either way. Yeah. If he has a bad game, this is the whole Draymond Green thing from earlier in the podcast. Draymond Green, he plays poorly. Well, what's wrong? Yeah. He's not as good as advertised. Exactly. He plays well. Well, these are end of the bench kind of guys and G League guys. Exactly. He can't win either way. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, keep that in mind. Look, again, you know, what Draymond said, I'm pretty sure you, listener, viewer, have thought about it already. You know, you know, is this too much? Is this too much? Is this a lot? And again, you're hearing the good stuff from his camp, from him. Like he's he's used to this. I spoke into French media uh, on this uh, show before. They said that, yeah, you know, all eyes were on him in France and he handled it pretty well. You know, pretty good. You know, the yeah. media, the paparazzi to the games, to the fans, to living up to expectations. You know, he guided the team all the way to the French final, French league finals. You know, he was just gassed at the end. You know, that's why he came up short. So, yeah, all in all, you you know, Draymond Green wasn't saying anything egregious, but it is something to keep your keep in the back of your head as Wimby continues his uh, maiden voyage in the NBA. Hey, we're not done talking. We get back. We're talking about a small uh, Spurs trade that made the, that that they made yesterday involves the Mavericks and the Celtics and whatnot. Uh, kind of gives us an idea of exactly what the short term vision is. For the Spurs. So we're going to discuss that and more right here on Lockdown Spurs with our good friend Michael Jimenez of MJ Acquired Taste YouTube show. And we are back right here on Lockdown Spurs with our guest Michael Jimenez, the ever punctual Michael Jimenez, uh, right here on Lockdown Spurs. I got to get you back for that whole Zoom Uber Eat steak thing. That, that's <laughs> oh, out. dude. It, okay. For that's taste what I'm trying to get it's back like to be you. me. You got a taste because you would always reach out to me going, dude, you're getting roasted on Twitter right now. You're getting roasted. And you've never had that taste. No, no, you've I never do. had no, that I taste. Do. And it's still happening, by the way. Thank you. Human. Well, well, when I mentioned the fact that you wear expensive jeans and you get dressed up to go out. Yeah. It, it started to resonate with people. People picked yeah. up on it. Yeah. And yeah, all of a sudden you, you were money bags. That's not and, true. Stop. Well, I'm not saying that, that you are money bags. I'm not. But that all. was the nickname that you were given. That you were money bags because you like to get dressed up. You like fine whiskey and bourbon. You Stop. don't like going to dives. You like going Stop. to no, that's not true. That oh my god, dude. No, 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 no. That no, no, is no. incorrect. The number of times you and I have gone out, we've oh. never gone to a dive. Uh-oh. Stop. Wait, uh, Stop. Show going on here before Jimenez starts spilling the beans right here on Lockdown Spurs. <laughs> All right, Jimenez, uh, we got to talk about a, 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 I guess, a relatively small trade the Spurs made uh, a couple days ago or yesterday. Time to listen to the show with uh, Boston and Dallas. This is via ESPN. According to ESPN, the uh, Spurs were part of a three team deal. Uh, you don't care about what everybody else got, you care about what the Spurs got. Uh, they got a Reggie Bullock from Dallas. And they landed another another draft pick, everybody. A second round, I think no, first round, excuse me. A first round pick uh is coming to San Antonio. It's a first round swap with Dallas. Uh we know what they're doing. We talked about this on your show, MJ Acquired Taste. You, you, you know, are they still in a rebuild? You know, you were coming at me saying, like, I heard you say they're still in a rebuild. I said, yeah, you know, maybe it's a lowercase rebuild, not a big exclamation point rebuild. 
But this just goes to show you they're still acquiring draft capital. They're still making that. To me, that's a sign that they're still willing to acquire these assets for potential use down the road, whether it be to flip it, package it, or move it on drafting, whenever that comes. So Reggie Bullock also, too, I don't think he'll be a longtime spur. You know, he's a position that's kind of jammed up right now. But again, draft capital being acquired by San Antonio. Now, Reggie Bullock is a decent player. I mean, we've come across him for the better part of a decade. Mm -hmm. He's a decent player. Do I think he's going to make the Spurs roster this season? Probably not. I'd give it like a 30 or Mm -hmm. 40% chance of that happening. Uh, But that 2030 deal to get a pick swap, it's not for a first-round draft pick. It's for the rights to a swap. Uh, Very reminiscent to what the Spurs have done. I think we have one in, what, 2028 as Mm -hmm. well? Uh, so we have we have a swap in our back pocket already. So that being said, I was doing the math on it because so many people reached out to me by DM, text message, and, and on Twitter asking the question, what do you think of this trade? Yeah. And I did the math. I, I, I got out my phone. I was going through my notes, and I did the math. And I, I did the, the, the equation that my daughter just got out of elementary school. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a sixth grader in middle school. It's a momentous thing, right? Right. How far is 2030 away from today? Okay. The same month yeah. that she graduates high school is going to be the month that we figure out whether the swap happens or not. Right. Right. That's but how he- far out it is. My daughter will go through middle school and mm-hmm. four years of high school before we determine whether or not that swap is, is worth right. anything. Right, but I will say this though. Go ahead. Uh, Ryan Wright has said in the past that he is making moves and trades for people who are in middle school and who are mm-hmm. freshmen and sophomores in high school. Right, and that makes sense, and it just shows that he has a long-term plan in place as to what he's trying to do. He's trying to develop capital, and you never know what's going to happen when it comes to these picks. The mm-hmm. Spurs right now, we have. A, a pick in 2025 and a pick that are three picks in 2025, right? So we've mm-hmm. got what Chicago's and we've got Atlanta's, I believe that Atlanta, year. Yep. Yep. We don't know where those are going to be, right? And it's so interesting. We're going to be cheering for them to lose. We're going to mm-hmm. be cheering for Trey Young to break a leg. We're going to be <laughs> cheering for certain things to happen yeah. because we don't know where they're going to fall. Right. So it's going to be amazing because we might wake up seven years from now and look up and go, wow, we have a top five pick mm-hmm. because on July 5th of 2023, seven years ago, Brian Wright made a move where he got right. rid of a couple of second rounders. For sure. For sure. Also, too, I think the other big component of this uh, deal, it helped the Spurs reach that uh, salary floor. Yep. So, you know, they had to get to that floor by, I think, what, start of the season? Start of the season. Uh, start of the season. So they hit it, so they're good. So I think those were kind of the, the two big takeaways for me is more draft capital and a, and, a, and a pick swap with Dallas, and then, of course, hitting that salary floor. Reggie Bullock, I, I would like to him to stay, you know, a good 3 and D guy. Yeah. But, you know, the Spurs just picked up City Osman. So that's another 3 and D guy. Uh, you know, and we do you move from him, you know, how are you gonna wave him? You know, how does that work? Of course, there's a log jam, there's Keldon, there, there's there's Devin. So yeah, maybe he'll stick around a while, you know, maybe they can use him to flip, but I I would not be surprised if he does not uh finish the uh, season with the Spurs or last even preseason. Who knows? I don't know. It's but, interesting seeing Brian Wright turn in, into Sam Presti. I 
Yeah. He's basically it's becoming it. that guy where he's like, yeah. uh, give me give me the contracts you don't want. You need yeah. to facilitate a trade. Give me some draft capital. And it's not sexy. It really isn't. No, it's not. No. But it's effective. And, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where the ammunition that the Spurs are getting are not coming in big bites. It's it's, it's a little bit at a time, a little mm-hmm. bit at a time. And mm-hmm. and the Spurs, I don't know, I don't know how many second rounders they gave up in this whole equation. But the Spurs had over 20 stockpiled over the mm. course of the next five seasons. Wow. The next five yeah. drafts. They, so because are, of that, them losing two is no big deal. Or yeah, however and, many they lost. Yeah. And that's to the chagrin of some Spurs fans. There's a segment of Spurs fans that are furious with the Spurs right now saying, you're sitting on all this capital and flippable players and all this money, and you're not making major moves now. Now. Uh, you just hit the the term on the head. You said long term, long game. That's exactly what the Spurs are doing. They're playing the long game right now, and they just hope so that many so many expiring yeah. deals at the yeah. end of this season as well. So yeah. it's yes. going to be a better free agency class next summer. So yeah, uh, we had somebody on the show who had asked the question: Do we feel comfortable with the Spurs punting mm-hmm. on year one of, of Victor Wembanyama's? four-year deal here in San Antonio. And that's an interesting way of putting it because in a way, that's what the Spurs are doing. But the Spurs are coming back saying, look, we don't know what we've got. We've got these young players and maybe they can all grow together. We don't know what we've got. So why make moves yet now? We're not in any hurry. And so some Spurs fans think about it like as though they're punting and other Spurs fans. So last year we had Team Tank and we had Team Play-In. Yeah. And and you know, James Pledger on your show the other day on Lockdown Spurs was talking about the fact that now you have two different camps, which is uh team chips yeah. all in, yeah, or or team play the yeah. long game. Play the long game, yeah. Uh I and think we- that more Spurs fans right now are are on the uh, play the long game yeah. camp because I yeah. think a lot of Spurs fans are excited about certain <laughs> players that are on this team and want to know what they've got when it comes to uh, you know, uh, CD, and when it comes to mm-hmm. Bronham, and when it comes to Blake Wesley, and right. all of these young guys, I think this. I think Spurs fans are very excited about to see what they've got already mm-hmm. on the team, and are mm-hmm. willing to punt one year if that's what it's considered. Also, too, you got to factor this as well. Is you know we're talking about making major moves to the roster and flipping now. At least that that camp that you know is all about making yeah. moves right now. There's one move that still can impact the Spurs. On the court, off the court, franchise, everything behind the scenes is Popovich. How much longer is he going to go? You know, is he going to finish out Wimby's rookie contract four years? You know, that's a, that's going to be a major shakeup. Uh, know, first man. of all, the answer mm-hmm. to that is Wimby gets what he wants. Right. And for so many years, I've said, and we've all been of this belief that Pop calls the shots mm-hmm. and that Pop gets to walk out on his terms because right. he has four rings, you know, 14, and he has the right to do so. Yeah. The second the Spurs won the draft lottery was the day that that right was taken away. Because if Wemby's not feeling it, Pop ain't going to be here. Can you imagine? And that? it's the first time Pop has ever been in that position. And I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that Wemby is going to do that or Wemby wants a change right now. But what I am saying is Wemby wants a change. Change is going to happen. Well, the only 
thing I can think of that goes against that thought is no, actually, I don't. Yeah, that's a player's league now. It's a yep. player's league. Yeah, you know, we draft our own LeBron James. Uh, that's what that's what he's being compared to. The last mm-hmm. generational player was LeBron. This is it. Now the next one is him. We'll see expectations. You see expectations. Uh, but first of all, great headset. I don't know why everybody's making fun of your headset. I, I think that it's cool. Yeah, I'm playing with the back of this, uh, you know, focus right equipment here, wondering can I get the cool and hip earbuds that you have, whether they fit in there, because people gave me so much crap about it. I'm wearing these headsets as though I'm calling a, a high school yeah. football you, game. You do look like a, a sideline coach. Yeah. Like a, you do look like a sideline coach. Like, yeah. like, like I need to have one of those menus board, that, looks yeah. like, that looks like Denny's. And then you, calling and you gotta, plays. And you got to do this too. After you make a, you just go like this, like, and then, <laughs> like that, and then move on. Um, but no, no, no. I, I don't. I don't. It's just a personal preference. I don't like the big bulky things. You know, I feel like I start sweating and you know starts itching and stuff like that. Yeah. So I got these cheapy, see, cheap dollar store headphones. You can find at Dollar Tree, Jimenez. Yeah, you got the Dollar Tree earbuds because you spent over a hundred dollars on a steak dinner that got delivered at your house. Okay, so uh, he is the uh, Mike Jimenez <laughs> of, of the Acquired Taste. Jimenez, we need you to brag about the Acquired Taste YouTube show. Tell us, tell us all about it. Yeah, so the Acquired Taste right now is going on from about 12 to about 1.15. Uh, the idea is, is beginning on August 7th, we'll turn it into mm-hmm. a two-hour show from 11 to 1. Uh, we're uh, trying to fill in the gaps right now because local sports talk radio, the Ticket 760, San Antonio Sports Star, have no local programming between the hours of 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. So we're trying to fill the gaps because as the year unfolds, we're going to have – Longhorns, Aggies, football. We're going to have Cowboys and Texans. We're going to have the Spurs and Wemby and all of that going on. And we want to have local sports talk. Mm-hmm. So trying to fill in the gaps, we're going to slowly but surely make it a two-hour show and then hopefully add another show to go from, let's say, 9 to 11 mm-hmm. and cover a four-hour block there of time so we can have local people doing local sports talk and the show is not only uh, sports, but we talk about pop culture. We talk about what's streaming, uh, just funny things. Uh, I have Mariana coming on, who's very big on uh, Instagram. She's going to be talking to people about, talking to guys about, hey, this is how you set up a dating profile. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to do. This is right. how you get a girl's attention. So mm-hmm. it's random things like that, along with sports, along with pop culture, along with entertainment and nostalgic things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's pretty fun. We are live on Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. Uh, YouTube is where uh, people can send in comments and uh, basically be part of the show because I see those in real time on my screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, uh, if you go to YouTube, it's the Acquired Taste Sports and Pop Culture. Just type that in and you'll find it. And uh, so far, so good. We're three weeks in, have 420 some odd subscribers. We're getting a little over a thousand people watching per day. Uh, it's not bad. We're, we're, we're making some strides and I'm having fun. And Jeff Garcia is oftentimes part of the mix. Yep. Thank you very much for that, uh, opportunity too. Yeah. I love coming on. Yeah. By the way, even when I don't come on, I just still pop it on YouTube and I can still interact with Jimenez, just sending him messages. And the good news about him, uh, he'll, he'll read them on air. He he usually catches like (laughs) 99.9% of them. So, uh, I always have a fun time on the acquired taste show on youtube make sure to follow jimenez on twitter you see the handle right there on your screen at mj acquired taste 
do that right now. What are we talking about uh, tomorrow? Probably still talk about Wimby. Still more reaction to what Draymond Green had to say. Also get some reaction from the final game in Sacramento. And get you ready for Wimbayama's debut out in Las Vegas. Once again, we want to thank Michael Jimenez of The Acquired Taste. Hopping on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. But for Michael Jimenez, the ever-punctual Michael Jimenez, I should say. <laughs> I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to go ahead and put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. <laughs>